Hi, it's Charlie, and this is TV in the Kitchen, a post-episode recap show where I'm joined by my friends Sean and Sam to discuss the latest series. Right now we're reviewing Succession, releasing Monday mornings, and Barry, releasing Tuesday mornings. Thanks for listening. Barry, season four, episode one and two, aired on Sunday night. So we, I, <laughs> you and I both thought there was only one episode out. We were meant to, we meant to record last night. Yeah, uh, it's... But, uh, I don't know. It's rare for HBO. I don't know if they did this last season. It seems like I can't it's remember. something this network usually doesn't do, but uh, really cool to have this in succession at the same time for the next like seven weeks. A really stacked Sunday TV-wise. Yeah. So again, we'll we'll be doing uh, Barry releasing Tuesday mornings, recording Monday night, and we'll usually have Sam with us. He's not here with us today because... I don't know. He he doesn't love us enough or something. But um, yeah, it's yeah. unfortunate. We'll we'll carry on without him for for one episode. Uh, luckily, there's a lot to unpack here. I think I I I just want to start by saying I feel like it was a good call to release the first two because I feel like the first episode was kind of like I don't want to say not um, a lot really happened in it, but there was just a lot of these like very very dramatic moments where I feel like. To have left it at that would have been kind of like a, a weird reintroduction. I feel like it needed the balance of episode two. Yeah, I think it definitely needed episode two to kind of like bridge everything together, uh, get the characters moving along a little bit more. So I agree with that. Totally. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> I was watching. I was watching episode one, and just like. It it really is like it got to a dark place. I mean, it was like season three got dark at points, but this like, I mean, I felt like that whole episode, there were so many moments where I was just like, Oh my God. No, it is so crazy. Like thinking back to season one and two, obviously it was always, it's always been like a character study of like Barry and his redemption. But I think the early seasons were, were comedy. Like I think they were mostly a comedy and now it is just slowly transitioned into this, insanely dark show yeah it's almost i almost felt at times in episode one that it was it was a bit much i don't they were just like these like really like like forward like like high energy like dramatic moments with like lots of screaming and just like really yeah. difficult stuff to consume and even for like like dark like i mean succession we'll probably be making a lot of succession comparisons but succession is a dark show at times and gives you a lot to think about but it's like for me it's like it's never it never gets to that point where i'm like uncomfortable or like almost like scared even no the the scenes with barry in jail were just brutal yeah and it's so interesting what they've done with this character there's kind of i guess this certain type of character like you think of tony soprano like walter white like they're such evil people and they increasingly increasingly just become harder and harder to watch and i think barry's at that point now like it's just so difficult to watch this guy on screen i don't know he's trying to like delude himself into thinking he's a good person i think he's just i don't know if he, he can be redeemed at this point and it's it's just really hard to watch him like acting at these scenes punching the wall yeah his whole interaction with the guard was brutal the self-harm the yelling and just like the kind of like 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 uncontrollable like shaking and 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 it's it, one it's hard it's tough to see bill Hader like this man it's like i don't i don't like yeah. i don't like seeing the guy who was like playing basketball with lebron james and 
that like Amy, Amy Schumer comedy is now like losing Train it. Train wreck. I, I've yeah. never seen that. I've I've heard good things about LeBron it's, in that movie. I think it's Be- better a funny than his movie. Space Jam performance. Better, much better than Space Jam. I th- I think it's actually a funny movie. It has a lot of good cameos and and okay. uh, some other yeah, athletes my... in it too. Mars Stoudemire's in it. <laughs> that's a weird one, but that's cool. I so just backtracking a bit before we move on to uh, the episodes. I I feel I mean I feel like. Walter White was, like, hard for me to watch in particular, just, like, especially the scenes with his family, like, the way he just gaslit them, and, like, it it, it got to the point where it was just, like, it was, like, this sort of, like, it was, like, it was, like, almost, like, cringeworthy, like, secondhand embarrassment sort of, like, discomfort. Yeah. Uh, whereas, like, this is just, like, an entirely new like I like sort of like discomfort from television where I'm just like I'm afraid of this guy I'm afraid for all the characters like regardless of my thoughts on them I'm I'm afraid for for Kusuno and especially for Sally um yeah I mean it's it's he's he's very he's very uncomfortable to watch I mean that scene with the no. the cop is tough it it was crazy. He's it's just like such a tortured headspace. I don't think he did not have like a single normal interaction with anyone in these two episodes. It was just like these one line answers, like staring into the void. So yeah, it was a pretty dark place for Barry right now. He broke down. Uh, he broke down the nicknames with Fuchs. Yeah, I thought your your scene was good there. Your speech was good. <laughs> What were the nicknames? I love that scene. That was really I want to say there was like a live wire. Fuchs was the raven. I can't remember yeah, and then he tried to make the other guy Jason, even though I think like live wire's name was Jason. Okay. But no, that 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 was a great uh little. I do. Little I do think. I mean, episode two kind of lent lent more to the comedy, especially with like Noho Hank and Cristobal. Like that scene, with like Dave and Buster's was ridiculous. No, that's something this show does so well is the physical comedy like them like slowly kind of yeah. going in the circle and then at one point like hank realizes <laughs> he's mistimed it and starts like running back around <laughs> uh there's just small things like that like no words that are so so funny in the show and yeah the the whole dave and busters thing was good it's it's interesting with this plot lines i guess they've kind of with all the characters in the show i feel like they pulled them back into action quickly. Like Sally, you know, she moves back home. She's yeah. immediately back in California. These guys are kind of thinking, settling down, starting a new life. Then it's immediately yeah. they're back in the business. And it seems like the show is kind of like the whole this major thematic question is like, can can these people change like who they are? I feel like there's uh from my my experience in watching TV, I feel like there's like a TV cliche of like the main character get, gets sent to prison but like you know they're not going to be in prison for very long because it's like it's hard to create drama around this but this was actually like the opposite where like everyone else just kind of like reverted back to like point a way faster than barry did yeah uh, so no, that's what i yeah, i agree um yeah, I mean the whole the the New Mexico scenes are funny and uh this i i like the i like the sand idea <laughs> I loved I loved all these scenes of them just like getting these like two crime crime groups together. Um 
you haven't seen Lost, but the uh, the leader of the were they what what was the Asian family? I I cannot remember the nationality on top of my head. I don't think they specified, but I I was like trying to pay attention to that because I was like wondering if they would like I, I don't know. I, I I it feels like all of the like crime families are like just like strange like smaller countries where you wouldn't like normally hear of like yeah so i was wondering if i was wondering like where they would where, where they would go with, with like with with this group but um yeah that that actor is in lost famously and they also added another lost actor uh for gene cousineau's storyline who played lawn oh cool yeah i i recognized him i've seen him in a bunch of stuff also he was also in mulholland drive he's the guy that uh He's like describes the dream and then he like goes around the uh, the back of the diner and, and sees the uh oh the that's scare. really terrifying so, scream scene yeah yeah that man <laughs> that still that that. i i still like i don't know it was so weird just in the broad daylight like having that like 10 minutes into the movie yeah but that's that's a that's a banger um yeah going back to this hank and cristobal thing so it's it's kind of been an ongoing joke to the show, but it's interesting, like how much Hank cares about Barry as a friend, mm-hmm. like like immediately going to like get a guy to break him out of jail. Yeah. Does he? I and, I can't remember. Does he like feel some sort of guilt for what happened or what? I, well, I mean, he wasn't really like that. Him getting caught was more. With with the Gene Cousineau plotline, yeah. So I I think it it seems to just be like purely out of friendship, and it that so that's kind of the main conflict between right. him and Cristobal. As an aside, in the his like outfit in the restaurant scene had me cracking up, like <laughs> like the hat chain. But yeah, so it kind of starts with him wanting to break him out, and then so the big thing at the end of the episode is they realize. Barry might be working with the FBI and they need to kill him. So it seems like like that will be like one way or another, I think Barry's getting out of prison and it's gonna be be because of these two. Yeah. Totally. I was wondering before the like um before like all this stuff about like the FBI came up, I was wondering if Barry would just be like staying in prison the whole season. So I'm kind of, I, I guess, I guess not though. It seems like there's, there's gonna be some, some sort of yeah. prison break or prison assassin, assassination plotline gone wrong. Yeah, I feel it would, it would just be hard, like, to see him not really interact. Like, I feel he has to interact with Gene again. There has to be like some closure to those scenes. So him getting out makes sense. My theory, my running theory for about like forty minutes of the season was that that uh. It was going to be like a Brazil sort of ending where maybe like it seems like he's gotten out of prison for like the last like two episodes or something. And then like you realize he's like he's just in prison dreaming or like. Oh, it's all a dream. Yeah, that would I mean, that would be interesting, but I don't know. I don't know if they'll end it like that. Yeah, it's it's probably not a good ending the more I think about it. So <laughs> I like um, I like know how Hank and Cristobal bring bring some some humor back. Yeah, no, and I think it, it balances well in the show. Like, it never felt jarring going from, like, Barry, like, smashing his hand in a wall to these two. I think they, they balanced it well. But yeah, I guess, kind of comedic relief, nothing 
else for me no other major thoughts on this plot line what about you yeah no i'm, I'm with you move to gene kusino's play yep <laughs> describe describe how what your your take on gene kusino is because we, we we talked about this briefly before starting i, I think you're... okay yeah so i feel like gene kusino you we we know like his, his history in hollywood of just being this complete asshole seems to not be a great father um last season we kind of saw this redemption from him like barry helping him out getting his stuff back and it seems still that he's just such like a self-absorbed character in this show so i think he's just even though he had those conversations with um and it's very intimidating that i think <laughs> it seems like he just wants to make this whole barry thing about himself and use it as like a launching point for fame and it's really funny that instead of talking about what happens he has to put on like a whole play with like right. <laughs> the weirdest Barry accent ever i'm not sure what he was going just wanted to make barry seem like like dumb and like he was the, the yeah. manipulator i i love uh so him talking to the journalist afterwards and like um like the journalist is totally gonna like just reveal what what exactly happened right like that's that's where this yeah is but it's like, I think you have to get ahead of the anonymous thing. Yeah, you have to you have to say off the record before saying it, right? That's that's the rule. Yeah. Yeah. That that did not happen. That's gonna be that's gonna be a interesting little I I, I like um like Bunny Colvin from The Wire, his character just, just like kinda kinda sort of threatening him last in episode one. Oh, I'm I'm interested to see the the, the uh, tension there continue to build up. Yeah, I mean, it does kind of seem like we obviously know he cared a lot about Janet, but I don't know, maybe, I guess the tension is, does he care more about himself? I think most interesting thing for me about this plot line is, early, like, basically beginning of the episode, there's this call with Barry and Jean, and Barry's kind of in shock, and he's like, did you trick me? And Gene kind of says, I got you. And at first, I'm thinking back to season three, how they had this strong relationship. And I thought it was like, I got you. Like, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. And then I thought about it for another minute. And I was like, it was like, I got you. Like the end of some Batman Joker conflict. Like, <laughs> I put you in jail. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's not really any love lost uh, between these characters, which which makes sense given everything that happened with them. So we've kind of got these like parallels and these plot lines with like Noho Hank, Gene Kusno, and then Barry kind of like we're seeing like their their growth, their their potential for growth, like conflicting with just their their nature as human beings and who they are. And like it's it's like it seems like this last season is gonna be like a kind of battle for them of like whether they can like break free from, from who they are to like go live and be live happily ever after essentially and I, I it's not looking like any of them will like it seems like noho hank is like it seems like this thing about him being like a soft friendly guy might not be suited for the the world and career he he's in yeah Kusino i would is... be so heartbroken if something happens to noho hank but yeah yeah no it does not seem like uh, we're headed to a great place for any of these characters where do we think uh let's let's move on to sally i i'm 
wondering a lot. What do you, what do you think is like, is going on with her? Where, where do we feel like she's headed? Well, I mean, she has, I think the, the most normal reaction to everything that happened because you kind of, you step back and you think of, okay, that it's this comedy where, you know, there's hit men, they're running around doing killings. You think of all the scenes with the other characters, but I think it's really normal for her. Like she killed someone, her boyfriend killed like her acting teacher, like having the extreme reaction she did make sense, trying yeah. to make sense of everything. So I'm not sure where she goes from here it seems so so first i guess we start we go back to her scenes with her parents and i think even though it was only a few it like makes sense of so many aspects of yeah. her character like i know a lot of people thought she could be an asshole at times and like insensitive and seeing the way her mom reacts to this information you like kind of realize where do those oh things God. were learned I, her mom was insufferable for the, that that upset me so much almost more more than the the like the Barry losing it in prison stuff in episode one just seeing her mom and her dad just uh, i i mean it was it was so bad i've it, never experienced was... anything like that but it just like i i felt for her so much in that scene no it was as hard to watch as any of like the violent scenes have been in this show especially her immediate reaction to sally using the name of her abuser to be like well i have to go call his mom now and saying just shit like you really know how to pick them things yeah. like that yeah i think maybe the worst tv mom i've seen since like livia soprano like even in just like three scenes just the worst worse than livia soprano or no because I feel like no, trying to kill no. your son is is up. Is, no, is like no. Uh, I I'll I'll give her the worst since. What like, about if this was? I'm trying to I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying to top that now. You you got me you got me wondering. Uh, I don't know. What about um the, the Cersei? Cersei's not a bad mom necessarily. Yeah, that? those are just like bad people. Yeah, <laughs> bad people who happen to be mom. <laughs> um. I don't know. Allison? I can't think of it. Allison has terrible children, so I guess that's not. Yeah. That's partially her fault. But... It's like kind of her fault, but in like a. I don't know. Not, not as direct as, as Sally's mom seems like here. Yeah, no. Uh, okay. We can we can settle for the for Well, we, we can come back. We can come back when we talk more about can power the top 10 the... worst TV moms. <laughs> yeah. But. What, where so where do you think this Sally plotline is heading? Because we kind of another big thing is her having that meeting with I think that's the girl she like yelled at in the elevator. No, that's and not it her. seems like oh no, oh, okay, was that her so. assistant maybe? I okay. can't remember. I can't. It's, it's I, been too long. Ago. Either either way, it seems like she has like no prospects in Hollywood unless she wants to monetize the Barry thing, which I don't know if she's gonna do. What do you think? Mm. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really puzzled by this one because I, I mean, I think she is like, she is obviously the victim of, of like, of being in this relationship with Barry and her previous uh, husband, and obviously her mom, and I, I feel like she's almost like a study on like what that does to a person and how they can sort of be reactive to that and how they end up being treating people right. But I don't know like what her arc is here i mean i i guess i i feel like it would make sense given the other arcs for her to like try to monetize the barry thing 
and uh yeah yeah i could definitely see that happen too and then as a final thing she goes to see gary in prison i guess to make sure that he's taking care of the body that took me a second to realize too they're talking about the dog and i was like oh it's code mm-hmm. but um, I think the big thing here is she says, I feel safe with you, which Barry, like, latches onto. And I guess it makes sense seeing, like, the other people in her life, at least Barry was somewhat protective of her. But I don't know if there'll be any kind of reconciling between these characters, given what Barry's done. I'm not sure where this relationship goes forward. What do you think? I mean, it's possible that she continues to end up with barry i don't know i i'm i'm i don't know i'm really i'm really curious about what they have going on there i think it's interesting subject material to to explore yeah and i guess i mean the show has never been like there it's like slightly surreal i think in some of the things that happen so i don't know there's a lot of ways they can go but um yeah is there anything else you want to move on i think break into barry kind of, yeah the heart of it is barry and i guess few both. Yeah. I mean we've already mentioned enough of like Barry losing in yeah. prison. So let's I mean let's talk about the FBI stuff. So, F- yeah, so FBI approaches Fuchs. He seems on board. Why do we think he changes his mind? So this has been for me, this like Barry Fuchs relationship is so strange where like Fuchs be ready to just destroy his life and will like see Barry being sad and just take it all back like he seems to be in like an abusive way like obsessed with Barry's like need and love for him and maybe he loves him in a strange way like it's a weird uh relationship well, he has, to he, have he wants a relationship with Barry where he has control of Barry yeah, and right. I think yeah, it all just kind of turned in that first scene where Barry says, I'm sorry, and then he just changed everything. So I don't know, there's been a lot of up and downs. Like even what so season three, the big thing was I think Barry called him and was like kind of an asshole towards him. And then Fuchs was like living the life out in I think Chechia and just decided to like destroy him. So I don't know. It's a strange relationship between the two, but it seems like Fugues just like wants to yeah like control Barry to have Barry love him and need him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I, those flashbacks to Barry's childhood were interesting. I don't think we had ever really got much look into his childhood or his like early relationship with Fuchs. Yeah, so I guess the main takeaways is he's his dad's war buddy. It's weird because there wasn't really much else shown. Like they just kind of have these brief conversations. Like, oh, you you like playing army? But I don't know. Yeah. It was it was kind of an insight. What so? What did you make of the dreams? Like, what do you think they symbolized? Uh, I think it might be serving as kind of like an explanation for why Fuchs would want to turn that way. Like Fuchs is kind of like a fatherly figure to him, and sort of like we said, like. Fuchs wants to destroy Barry, but when when he realizes that he can control Barry, then he's happy to take him back and support him. Um, and then also as like a a case for Barry, it's like a, it's this was like this is where it all began, sort of for him. Like this is where the path started to sour for him. Uh, like he was a normal boy, he could have been a normal boy, but he. And yeah, it just kind of ends up here. Fucked over by this guy, and then he ends up here. That's my yeah, yeah. I agree with that. It was, it was interesting. Like another, I guess, piece of Barry is 
he just immediately he's so broken down that he immediately just decides to forgive you it seems like between his talks with sally between his talks with gene that he just like needs someone there for him so he's willing to have it be fugues yeah and i i it seems like he also kind of has like a play there where he he ends up like betraying fugues yeah so Um, did you think it was a betrayal yeah okay so for me i what i took i thought when he said didn't they say he could bring he might be bringing someone else with him i thought it was for it was either for him and sally to get away scot-free or i thought it was for him and fugues to both get away and fugues like didn't realize what was happening Hmm. i don't know i don't know if barry was in the mental state to make like a you know like kendall roy like power move like that like i don't know it seemed uh like it would have been a little bit out of left field yeah i don't think it was like like a like a succession like stabbing someone in the back move i think it was just like a purely out of like self-interest like this is what i can like do to like advance my own position like he missed out on the opportunity let me take it and uh like let me get out of here i think he does still like believe that he can get away with sally Okay. Yeah, no. Um it's also it's funny that the first person like Fugues calls for support is Hank. Yeah. Uh I thought it was kinda of funny. But yeah. I mean I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see. I feel like these two we will kind of see this back and forth uh between them like all until the end sure. of the show. Yeah, I think that it seems like they're setting that up. Um I do want to say the the scene with like the cop like approaching Barry and being like you're you're not such a bad guy like don't worry you like did a bad thing. Um I feel like that's kind of like an interesting sort of perspective on like celebrity and there's like this like kind of underlying story of like like the idea of like cancel culture and celebrities being canceled or like celebrities like doing illegal things and like you know, and it's still like the like just like this like idea of like idolization, like oh I saw you on TV, like you can't be such a bad guy and that that sort of thing. But they, I I think it's just I uh, no no real comment on it, but it's like an interesting little. Yeah, uh, I mean that movie. that was I think a super important scene because it's like part of Barry seems to realize that he's just this terrible person, but I don't know he seems to just be like I don't know it's a conflict in his head like can he be redeemed did he is it really his fault what he's done was it out of his control like that seems to be kind of just back and forth in his head so it was like really interesting that his first instinct was to just like say i'm a cop killer like i would that is just a brutal line to the guy yeah um yeah he like threatens to like kill his like wife and kids as well if he had the chance he says um yeah what well so what do you what do you think um do we, do you think Barry is a redeemable character? Do you think he was at one point? I mean, I know I like I just straight up don't think he is. Yeah. Um. I don't know. It just for me, like first of all, just the whole career of being a hitman. Like maybe I could in the first seasons you kind of saw with him going to acting school. Like maybe with his PTSD, he's like a redeemable kind of guy. But I think between he kills his friend in the army. He kills um, Mr. Kuz. Like, I don't know. I just think he's done so many terrible things at this point that it's, like, pretty unredeemable for me. Sure. 
And I guess that's sort of the conflict of it is like he's done these terrible things, but he's also like it's like he's essentially like groomed for this life as like a child that we've seen in like this this episode that was revealed and it's I mean it's like it's right, he has done terrible things, but we there's still like this like sympathy for him, like you 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 like you just kind of like wish it could have gone better for yeah, him. Yeah, you're just kind of hoping because it's so like hard to watch him because we've seen him be like a good person numerous times. So I don't know. I I'm just really interested to see how they end the show because like I could see them going in like a variety of ways. Like I could see him getting away and living happily. I could see him dying or sacrificing himself. Like I I'm not sure. I think it could go in a bunch of ways with Barry this season and. I'm excited to see what happens. Totally. I I loved seeing um there's an interview with Bill Hader where he's like talking about his like inspirations for um for the show and he like he cites like uh I believe it's a Polish film. I wa- remember watching it in like Intro to Cinema Studies, but he cites Ashes and Diamonds and then he, he cites like a few other like artworks and and uh then he's then he's like and I, I cite all those, but then, like, when it really boils down to it, there's also, like, the Coen brothers and Scorsese, and and then he, like, I don't know, just, just he, so he makes this point about, like, yeah, like, I want to think that I'm, like, my heavy inspiration is from these, like, high art pieces, but then, like, like, uh, <laughs> like, it's, it's, there's, there's really just, like, this, like, I, I love these, like, kind of, like, old, like, like, absurd comedy, like, dark comedy crime crime movies yeah i mean those, those are definitely high art coen brothers movies yeah well okay but yeah. it's like i guess i know it's the i know people think of it like yeah it's a like, little bit differently it's like a different kind of and i think he thing. knows that too i don't think he like meant it in any like disregard yeah. for like the quality of those i just think it's like it, it's a funny take because you like you like he wants to say like and i'm sure he does get inspiration from ashes and diamonds and other like great pieces of cinema too but then there's also like the the more contemporary stuff that like is is like yeah like the david buster scene and stuff like that yeah uh i i i've always i've been talking about this for years i've been like pitching you on like the the coen brothers like cinematic universe with like fargo barry uh the breaking bad and better call saul shows and like just like this sort of line of like absurd comedy mixed with crime um yeah but i'm i'd I love that stuff, and it's just, it's fun to see Bill Hader, like, giving credit to, to the Cones. Yeah, no, definitely a lot of inspiration. It's just, like, really fun to see, like, this kind of genre mix within this, like, basically 28-minute show, like, scene to yeah. scene, from, from Hank to Barry to these dream sequences. It's really evolved since season one, but yeah, in, in just a really amazing way. So. Yeah, I, I love that the Bill Hader is, like, this is like a complete like uh like just it seems like a total passion project for him i loved the fact that like hbo would have let them do more but they were like this is it this is like the the proper ending um it seems like this is like his his life's work in a way and it's like he's he's giving it as always clearly like a, a man with great taste and uh great talent yeah no like i will definitely be watching anything he does next yeah, it's awesome to see him as, like, being more than just, like, a comedian in rom-coms. Not that that's bad, but this yeah. is like, this is more our thing. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, do you have any last thoughts on no, that 
close it up there. Okay, sounds right. good. Great. Thanks, man.